0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three and One, who comes to show us His love and His patience. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, have you ever seen an imperfect bride... If you've ever gone to a wedding and seen an imperfect bride, you're probably one of the few people in all of our culture. Because most of the time when you go to a wedding and you see that bride walking down the aisle, there is almost nothing about her that is imperfect. And it's that way by design. Ever since the moment that she bought that dress, ever since the moment that she started putting on her makeup and doing her hair and all of that stuff, it was all so that she could present herself as perfectly as she could to that man standing there at the altar waiting for her. So we don't see too many imperfect brides. We recognize that it takes a little bit in order to be that perfect bride. It takes maybe a little bit of sucking in and then getting corseted up like you're in a straight jacket. It takes a little bit of some painful shoes probably. It takes a little bit of some teasing of your hair and more makeup than what you've probably ever put on in your entire life in order to look that way. I've had even the privilege of being at some of your weddings and I've been able to see you walk down that aisle and see that kind of glow on you as you walk down, knowing that at that very moment that you have spent all of that time getting ready for that very moment. Getting rid of all of the imperfections that you can. Hiding all of those things that you probably want to hide. And that feeling of being there and knowing that at that very moment you feel probably as perfect as what you have in a very, very long time. It's a really beautiful scene. But it could get ugly. It could get ugly real quick. Because if you had an impatient groom things can get really ugly in a real big hurry. Thankfully, I've never actually seen this. I've only heard about it from other pastor friends of mine. That they have a groom that, you know, starts bucking their wife. Hey, are you ready yet? And it gets ugly. Because the reason that she's taking so long is because she wants to present herself perfectly for that moment when they're joined together by God. See, there's sort of an ugliness that comes along with impatience. Impatience, a lot of times, is even something that makes us really kind of wonder if somebody really loves us. In fact, the Apostle Paul, in that famous wedding reading that is just so nauseating and everybody uses, um, 1 Corinthians 13 He starts that list off with, Love is patient. Love is kind. All of that love comes along with all of that patience. And if that groom says, Hey, are you (laughs) ready yet? Well, then you might start to wonder about his level of patience and if that's going to be a problem. Because I can tell you, as a groom, we require patience. We don't always do things right the first time the third time or 64th time. And we need your patience. And you brides, you need that too. And you soon-to-be brides, you need that too. need patience and that's exactly one of those elemental things about what love is all about when you love somebody you've actually found that person that you're willing to be patient with you're willing to sort of uh, shut up for a while to sit there and to say okay this will get better and I'm not going to force you to get better But it'll get better, and I'll be patient, and I'll wait for it to happen. You see, that's the same kind of love that Christ shows to us. That's the same kind of love that the Apostle Peter is talking about here in his second letter. He's saying, do not think that God is slow. And he's saying that to a bunch of people that are probably waiting on pins and needles just like a bride for their groom to show up because you see in Peter's day the act- the thing was actually flipped around what you had was a lot of times the brides were they were ready you know from the get go but the grooms seemed to take forever the grooms were off like at their bachelor party or whatever and then they'd stroll in whenever they thought it was convenient for them We've gotten rid of that. Guys, don't try to do that when you get married. It won't turn out well. But the whole idea was that a bride would wait for her groom to come. And wait for that perfect moment. And she would spend all of that time getting ready for him. Being prepared for his coming. The season of Advent is a season of preparation. It's a season where we think about how we are preparing ourselves for our coming groom, Jesus Christ. And this might be a little bit of a weird metaphor for those of us who are guys. I mean, we don't really think about... Necessarily getting ready for our groom to come. We aren't brought up with that sort of being a part of our brains. We might think about it like in seventh grade, you remember when you took that bottle of Old Spice or Brute and you bathed in it? Right before that first little mixer, or maybe right before your first date. It's that kind of getting ready that you're trying to cover up your imperfections. Brood is kind of an imperfection in itself, but you're trying to cover up some other imperfections. That is what Peter is saying here. He's saying that what God is allowing us to have with this time with this seeming delay in His returning to earth and ushering in the resurrection is that He's giving us time to prepare for that. So how do we prepare? I mean, we know that we sin all the time. We know that we'll never be completely perfect before Him. Well, that's where our relationship with him becomes such a beautiful thing. Because you see, I asked you at the beginning of this sermon if you had ever seen an imperfect bride. And probably everybody here who has ever seen any bride should be able to say, Absolutely. Every bride I have ever seen has been imperfect in some way, shape, or form. I mean, girls, you've seen them, right? That dress? <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, I guess. That color? That makeup? Ugh. Paint everywhere? It looks like Barbie threw up. <laughs> We've all seen sort of that imperfection, right? And even if they don't look imperfect, you know deep down that there's something imperfect about them. Because we're all sinful. We all need a Savior. But when Jesus Christ looks at us, when God looks at us, He doesn't look at those imperfections. He looks at our relationship. When that groom Is watching that bride walk down that aisle. He may hate the dress. I didn't hate the dress, by the way, Liz. Loved it. But that other guy, he may hate it. But she's perfect. Because that's my bride, that's who I'm marrying. That's who I love. Jesus looks at you with all of your sins, with all of your imperfections, with all of your trying to cover up when you've sinned, with all of your failure to repent, with all of the things that you do that offend Him so much. And He looks at you and He says, You're perfect. And He doesn't just stop there. He actually makes you perfect. By going to a cross and dying for your sins. So that when He comes, you won't ever have to worry. Because He has made you perfect. There's a church in Sri Lanka. And this church got together and they started doing some really interesting things. They started getting together and and trying to figure out how they could help people around them. And this certain part of Sri Lanka is a very poor tea farming part of Sri Lanka. And people don't have a whole lot of money. And the nearest hospital is, is... Miles away. And so what they did was they got everybody's car together and they just made everybody's car into sort of this makeshift ambulance. And they would drive these sick people over to the hospital because otherwise they would have to try to walk or take some sort of animal over to the hospital. And they knew that they couldn't do that, so they just offered up their cars and said, I don't really need this car. You can have it. It's yours. We're going to turn it into an ambulance. Well, they kept on doing that for a while and and they, they started getting to know people a whole lot better. And one of the things that they started getting to know about this little community is that they had a huge problem with people well, just wanting to get married but not being able to. And the reason for that was that none of them were wealthy enough to put on a wedding service. And the most expensive part Their wedding services were normally having a wedding dress. And so, what this church did was they went out and they bought 32 wedding dresses, a size for everybody that they could think of. And every time they found two people that were so in love that they wanted to get married, they said, Don't worry about the costs. Don't worry about the dress. Here you go. That's what Jesus does for us. Don't worry about the cost of your sins. I've paid for them. Don't worry about being imperfect. I made you perfect. Wear my dress. My righteousness, my love. Amen.